What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of Is It Rotten, the podcast where where we go through Rotten Tomatoes and find the movies that critics have rated so low that they're rotten and watch them and see if they're actually rotten. Uh, I'm your host, Edward V. I realized after uh, I had edited and did the whole first episode, I realized that I never actually introduced myself. So, here we are, the second episode. Um, again, I'm Edward V, and today I'm joined by my sister. Introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Elisa. <laughs> That's my sister. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. It's going to be weird. That's weird because in the movie they say, some people say Grindelwald and then there's other, well, maybe not with that accent, but there there's other people that just say, yes, Grindelwald. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, Do they say I that so that everybody says, so everybody sounds correct in saying, if they say it either way, it's like, yes, uh, Grindelwald or Grindelwald. For the the people that have accents and then us Americans. But anyway, so here we go. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. All right, so we're going to get started here. Um, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald, direct, directed by, of course, David Yates. He's done most of them thus far. I don't remember which one he started at in the original Harry Potter movies, but he's done most of them. He's done all of them from the point that he started up to now. And from what i come to understand, he's supposed to be doing all of these Fantastic Beasts movies. I don't know. I don't I don't have facts on that. I didn't look that up, but whatever. Um this movie, this one is starring, of course, Johnny Depp as Grindelwald himself with uh, Eddie Redmayne, Snoot Scamander, Zoe Kravitz as Lena Lestrange, Lestrange, however you want to say it, uh, Dan Fogler, Fogler, I don't know, Jacob, playing Jacob Kowalski, you got Callum Turner playing Theseus Scamander. Ezra Miller playing Credence, Jude Law as Albus Dumbledore, Allison Sudol, Sudol as Queenie, Catherine Watterson as Tina, Claudia Kim as Nagini. Um, those are just, you know, the ones that people, I don't want to say the ones that people care about, but the main people that people care about. Um... Currently, at the time of this recording, the Rotten Tomatoes percentage score aggregate, whatever you want to call it, is at 40 percent with uh, 213 reviews counted by the critics and the viewers have it at 70 percent with 7000 ratings, uh, 7062 to be precise. On IMDb, the movie is at like a 7.1 out of 10. So I don't know what's going on with that. But um yeah, when I first uh the first week, the first the first week that they did the this the the score, it was at a 55% from the credits. So it has gone down. That was like before the movie came out, it was at 55 and now that it's actually come out, um it's at 40 and this is Sunday, the day after. Well, I guess it came out on Friday technically, November 18th that this is being recorded. So, it's at a 40 right now. Anyway, moving forward, I'm going to read the plot synopsis here just so we can get this out of the way. Um, At the end of the first film, the powerful dark wizard Gellert Grindelwald was captured by Makuza with the help of Newt Scamander. But making good on his threat, Grindelwald escaped custody and has set about gathering followers, most unsuspecting of his true agenda to raise pure blood wizards up to rule over all non-magical beings. In an effort to thwart Grindelwald's plans, Albus Dumbledore enlists his former student Newt Scamander who agrees to help unaware of the dangers that lie ahead. 
Lines are drawn as love and loyalty are tested, even among the truest friends and family in an increasingly divided wizarding world. There's some things that I'm going to touch on with that description that actually was weird in the movie. But uh, I guess we can go ahead and get started. Um, I'm going to note we're going to we're going to try to keep this as spoiler free as possible. Um, I kind of watched a trailer or two beforehand because I I didn't really like as always I didn't watch trailers before the movie. It was just another Fantastic Beast Harry Potter movie. It's like okay, yeah, I'm gonna go see that. Whatever. Um, so I'm, the stuff that was in the trailers, I'll be you know I can I'll I'll be less like okay, I'm not gonna mention that. But um, starting out. I'm going to say first off that the the beginning sequence of the movie I thought was pretty epic. It was a little dark, like it was hard to see and it was a little hard to follow, but I thought it was a very epic and open like a very it started with a bang. It started with a bang, quite a few bangs actually. Um but I I feel like they could have brightened it up a little bit. It was a little hard to see. Um do you do you feel free to chime in? Oh yeah. Yeah, um, it was definitely uh, some great visuals. Um, I just found it kind of hard to follow in some of the cases because, you know, they didn't really establish how, uh, I guess, how they, like, they were doing everything. And so I was a little bit lost at the beginning at some points, but it was definitely a lot of great visuals. There was a lot of... uh, great action moments in there as well feel free to rip the movie to shreds if you <laughs> if you feel you know if you feel because what we're, what we're doing here is you know letting people know if they should go see the movie or not basically i mean if the is just trying to decide if the the percentage or the score however you want to look at it that the critics gave this movie is warranted i mean obviously the viewers have it at 70 percent, so a lot of people are disagreeing with this very low 40% that the critics have it at. So, I mean, you know, yeah. if you have your grievances with it, feel free to feel yeah, free to speak. I think them. I kind of have an interesting perspective seeing as uh, you're a little bit more deep into the Harry Potter lore than I am. Yes, this is, so. this is going to be an interesting discussion because I am a little more biased. I, there are a lot of things that I, I did have my problems with the movie. There are things that I it was like, we'll get into it, but as a whole, I enjoyed the movie, but you know, we'll get into all that stuff as we uh progress here. But uh yeah. I don't know if what I don't know what you uh cuz I kind of have notes starting from the scene right after right after Grindelwald's escape at the beginning of the movie there. Yeah, uh, that's basically where my notes come in as well. Okay, what do you do you have anything after that? Um, anything, what's just go ahead and like go. right after the scene um just about like their relationship and how they didn't really establish the relationship between him and his Newt Scamander. I'm sorry, Newt Scamander and his brother. Theseus. Theseus, yes. They didn't really establish that relationship very well. And I don't know. It was just like, I guess, and I wasn't really too sure on what their they had like a qualm and I wasn't really sure as to like the finite answer as to where their qualm actually began. They kind of touched on it a little bit, but uh, they didn't really go that in depth into why there was like a bitterness between them. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, I, d- I do agree that a lot of the relationships in this movie were not very fleshed out. Um, a lot of stuff just kind of happens between characters. Um, it, it, it felt like there was time between, um, Fantastic Beasts and Fantastic, and, and, you know, basically Fantastic Beasts 2 and this movie where stuff happened and you just, I mean, because it's supposed to take place like right after the first movie almost, but there's obviously time that has passed. There's a lot of time lost. And there's stuff that happened and you, you feel like you're just kind of thrown in and stuff, you know, there's there's stuff that you're missing. 
a lot of the way through. I will say this ahead of, ahead of time. There's the movie is a little bit hard to follow. Like stuff kind of just happens. And for a while you're sitting there like, uh, okay, maybe they'll get to this later. <laughs> but right now I'm just like, okay, okay. Yeah, they just kind of <laughs> throw you in there and kind of expect you to go for the ride until they explain it later on and don't really give you a hook to ch- like keep you engaged in some cases in the movie until they finally make a reveal. And then you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, if they even... Goodness, I'm yawning. Ah, uh, tired. Um, if they even explain it at all, because there's like, <laughs> the the I'm, we're jumping way ahead, but then the like we were discussing on the way back, um, the relationship between Credence and Nagini, it just it's just there. Like you don't, they don't show Credence going to the circus or what his relationship with yeah. Nagini is exactly, or why they're you know it's. You know, trying not to go too much into spoilers with that whole thing, but like it's just it just happens. It's just there. There's no background. She doesn't have that much to do. She doesn't have that much to do. It's like it felt like they put Nagini in there just to put Nagini in there to be like, here's Nagini. We all know that she's the snake that Voldemort has in you know the Harry Potter that the Horcrux is you know that she uses he uses as a Horcrux later on. It's like. Maybe maybe she'll have more significance in some of the upcoming Fantastic Beasts movies that they have planned. I don't know, but I I, I don't know. Just the relationship between her and Credence was just it, it felt like it was just thrown in there. It didn't there wasn't any um, connection there between. But going back to Theseus and Newt, um, I agree that they didn't really they didn't really explore why. Um, well, I I mean the fact that. <laughs> The fact that uh, Newt and uh, Lita Lita Lestrange were a thing, and then you know when they broke up, and Theseus kind of swoops in, and you know, hey, we're getting married, Newt. I need you to. I want you to be our best man. He's like, okay, that's that's not awkward at all. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like the I feel like they had good chemistry, though. I feel like they did one for one. They they look like they could be real siblings. Um, but I feel like they do actually have good chemistry together. I think that was, that was done well. Um, one complaint I will, I will have, I, it's a nitpick, but I feel like they were framing shots really awkwardly at the beginning there. Um, they were doing these really weird close ups, and I was like, I was like, what is, what are you, why are they, what is this? Like, I don't need to see up this person's nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was really weird. Um, but I mean that's just a, a minor nitpick. I mean yeah, it's, it's I whatever. I else say make comments on that as well. Yeah, I mean it's, uh, there was some stuff that was obvious green screen, and it looked like it. And they framed the this stuff really the way the, the way they framed the scene was really weird. But then later on they framed some stuff where you know we actually see Grindelwald, and the way they framed it was actually it's actually really cool. But that's that's later on it's just like yeah let me make sure we get the eye in there make sure we get grindelwald's eye yeah <laughs> uh it was yeah, it was strange um there's okay i wrote this down because i just it, i was just like oh my goodness they they do the killing curse on an infant yeah. i'm just like what the that's what come on it's just cold hearted just Oh my god. It was just a human, man. Oh god. I couldn't I couldn't, man. It was oh man, dude. Come on. Okay, a lot of a lot of um they were doing a lot of non spoken non spoken spells in this movie, which is another thing that I I didn't I, I won't say that I had a problem with per se it was just like they did there was a lot for one there was a lot of magic that was just like oh wow I've never heard of this or never seen this spell and mm-hmm. that's obviously it's possible that that's the case because they show you in in the original hair in the Harry Potter stuff there's there's students and they're in school for the most part so because they're students they're not going to know a lot of magic. So the magic that we do see is, you know, from a beginner's point of view, pretty much. So a lot of the stuff that that Newt's doing or other magic that they see is, you know, well-developed over the years, I guess. 
but it's just the fact that they're showing all of this cool stuff and it's just yeah, like yeah but it's just like okay so like if we had all this cool magic then like what were the teachers doing like why didn't they you know come in and some of the cases where harry was like solving stuff i'm like okay well like what what were the teachers doing man they're teaching class harry was a rebel he was doing what he wasn't supposed to be doing and there's i mean that's that's a whole other discussion but um i don't know you're you're not i'm I'm kind of taking control here running off on my own my own tangents to you you have any other anything you want to bring up um just like the whole um like the world in the briefcase thing how that wasn't very well established any either like we don't really have a very well understanding as to how it works it's magic man i mean i guess it works by magic yeah because magic <laughs> basically <laughs> and then um just johnny depp i just really don't like him as this character he took you out of it yeah he just takes me out of the role completely i honestly like the character that they cast or or the actor i'm not sh- i'm not sure i don't remember which actor what his name is but the character that they originally cast and then he changed into Johnny Depp at the end of the first Oh, Bantus. Colin Farrell? Yes, man. He was a good like I liked his acting and then they changed into Johnny Depp and I was like, "Oh god, why?" <laughs> yeah, that was that was a very, that was the big twist of that la- of the last movie. It was just like, "Oh my, it's look at that, it's Johnny Depp." Yeah, Alrighty then. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, Johnny Depp. And I was just like, oh, God, no, Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, like, that was, he's, mm, he's mm. cool for certain things, but it's just like, it's Johnny Depp. Like, it just. It takes you out of it. Yeah. I want to be like in a different like world when I'm in this like wizarding world. I don't want to be like, oh, there goes Johnny Depp. Yeah. Another movie. Yeah, I understand that. And then also just reading about and hearing about the background just from uh, the relationship between him and Dumbledore and where where um Grindelwald came from you know from the books and stuff like I just I in my head he had an accent not the typical Johnny Depp accent yeah he didn't he had just a like, different accent and that like, was he didn't it felt like he didn't even try to do an accent yeah man um that's you know a lot of this stuff is just minor stuff I mean, some people are just like, oh, Johnny. Some people love Johnny Depp in the role. I mean, whatever. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's fine, I guess. It's not that big a deal. It's not a deal breaker or anything. It's not. And I read some of the reviews ahead of time. I mean, some yeah, some of the reviews and stuff from the critics ahead of time. And I'll kind of touch on those uh, at the end here. But I mean, not here, but at the end. But from what I saw, none of the uh, reviewers were saying any. None of the critics were saying anything about Johnny Depp at all. So. I guess that's just my personal qualm. With yeah, <laughs> I guess it's whatever. Um, anything else? I'm just. I'm talking about. I'm like my notes are literally like, oh my gosh, the baby nifflers are so cute. <laughs> um, uh, Newt's office area is is so cool. Is amazing. Jacob is such a great character. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm pretty much just loving the movie uh all my notes are like like newt uses some incredible magic um oh i did have something like newt uses uh akio akio however you pronounce it whatever um he he he, akio's akio's the niffler i was like why didn't you do that in the first movie you chased this niffler around the whole all of new york in the first movie and you just akio niffler to the case for me because i i'm not sure what that spell that's is. That's the it's the calling spell. You call something to you. Like in um Goblet of remember do you remember in Goblet of Fire when Harry is in the pit with the dragon and he, he accios his broom to him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the he you know it's, okay. it's basically a calling yeah. spell. It's calling something to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's basically what he did. He does that to the niffler and it's like i don't understand why didn't you just do that in the first movie yeah, instead of man. chasing it around the whole city i don't Chase know it i don't know whatever that was a minor thing there um i will say queenie's journey is a little is is kind of interesting throughout um where she starts from the first movie to where she ends at the end of this movie uh, she has an interesting journey to say the least yeah, 
interesting things happen with her character. Um, um, go ahead. I had something to say about uh, there was a scene that uh, Credence ha- that happened with Credence in the first third of the film that was supposed to be this intense moment and like emotional moment that was supposed to be happening with him and Nagini. And I was just like, man, I don't feel anything. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't develop the relationship between them. They just, when they, when it got to them, they were just there and you were just rolling. And that, if there, if, if anything, that's probably one of this, one of the, like, I'll say if this movie has two big flaws is that the characters are a bit underdeveloped and that the movie the it it's it feels disjointed a lot of things hop around yeah because it's disjointed it also just feels long like well to me it did it it made the movie feel long to me that's one thing i will say it didn't feel long to me i just felt like i wasn't getting answers to stuff like the movie the runtime is like two hours 15 minutes or something like that um, if I'm not mistaken, that's off the top of my head. I wrote it down on my on my notes, and it, it's two hours fifteen minutes, but I don't remember. It was just it, too much information in one film, and not enough character development. Yeah, it was just like they were throwing a lot of leaflets out there, like a lot of okay, we're gonna come back to this, we're gonna come back to this, we're gonna come back to this, we're gonna come back to this. We're just putting it all out there for you. It's not all gonna connect right now, but just bear with us. It's gonna make sense down yeah, the line. I don't know if. If because J.K. Rowling is like used to writing books, that like that may have writing been a like, screenplay is a little different. Yeah, that's a completely different skill set. So like her writing like the screenplay for it, maybe she's just like used to the writing format in books and doesn't understand that like when you do that in a movie, it's just like okay, like like it's hard to feel anything for the characters when you like set stuff up in that way when you just kind of introduce these characters and you don't like give a better explanation for their background and where they're coming from i don't know if that has to do with it or what it might i mean because because that would with you saying that that makes sense just thinking about how the little easter eggs that were in in the books like from the beginning um to you know that stuff the stuff that didn't come back until like the last till um the last book um in um chamber of secrets when um uh uh nearly headless nick he has peeves drop the vanishing cabinet on the floor when harry gets in trouble um for i guess i think it was he was tracking mud down the hall i know you didn't read the books I'm, i'm telling you um Harry gets in trouble for tracking mud down the hall after Quidditch practice by uh, Filch, and Filch takes him into his office. And Harry was talking to nearly had this, nearly had this Nick before um, before all of this happens, and um, nearly headless Nick goes and talks to Peeves and has him drop the vanishing cabinet above where Filch's on the floor above where Filch's office is, so that he can you know have Filch go out and help, you know try to help Harry out. Right. And that damages the vanishing cabinet so that in, I think it's, is it, uh, I think it's in Order of the Phoenix that, was it Order of the Phoenix that, um, what's her name, uh, Umbridge, or she was in Order of the Phoenix, right, because Goblet of Fire, I think that was Order of the Phoenix. I don't think it was Goblet of Fire. It wasn't Goblet of Fire, yeah. I know it wasn't. Um, yeah because when they they drop they push um i think was it the twin the weasley twins they push one of the slytherin people i think into the vanishing cabinet and he mm-hmm. gets caught because the vanishing cabinet is broken yeah so that's book two to book what like five yeah that the vanishing cabinet and then the vanishing cabinet comes back again in seven when or no was that that was half blood prince that was six yep where draco is trying to fix it so it's like she's dropping seeds, you know, throughout two, five, yeah, six. Somebody said that Harry Potter, the the best thing about it is that it's it's basically a mystery novel kind of set up with magic involved as well, because you have to there's a lot of like different hints because uh, also whenever they said like a an orb appeared whenever I don't I don't know. Uh, whenever they said uh, it was prisoner. 
were you talking you know, with the bogger with yeah, you're talking about his Remus biggest fear his Remus. biggest fear was the moon the orb yeah. yeah and they had that like they didn't have that reveal until the so it kind of dropped those seeds so y- you could potentially figure it out and then you're like oh dang like after you're like oh dang the orb was like the moon yeah yeah that's uh, so you saying that it kind of it kind of makes sense because of you know going through because I'm currently doing another, I'm going through the series again. Like I just started um, Prisoner of Azkaban and um, just going through again and like dissecting everything and seeing like, oh, this is, you know, this links up and this shows up again later on. Yeah. So maybe that is what's happening. Maybe she, because she is the one that wrote the screenplay for this movie. So maybe she's dropping, you know, she's writing the screenplay like she would write a book and that doesn't always you can't, you can't it doesn't work that way writing a screenplay is different than writing a book because it's going up to film and you want to have a contained story in a film even if it is going to lead to something exactly. else you want to still have a contained story in this one film because it's going to take longer for the film to get done and put out it, it's, it's film and books are very different but you know i don't want to say that's a nitpick because that's kind of what makes that what is from what i've seen the biggest uh biggest downside that people are saying is that the movie feels disjointed there's not a lot of uh, it jumps around a lot and there's not a lot of meat to it it's you you know it's just getting the the basics just little appetizers just kind of here wet your appetite a little bit there with that and then a little bit of that and a little bit of that and Yeah. yeah but you know I did want to say a few positive points that I had uh, about the movie. Um, the scene between the scenes between the already established characters were great. I really loved the scenes between the characters that were already established in the first Fantastic Beast films. Um, they had some really good moments between uh, Newt Scamander and uh, several different characters in the film, and. Um, he just has a really quirky personality. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I really like his yeah, personality and Eddie Redmayne as that character is just golden. Uh in general. Yes, I will say you know, she wrote she wrote Newt's Commander with him in mind. So Yeah. He does the character very very much ju- he does the cut character justice very well. Yeah, it um, had some really uh nice funny moments in there as well and there's like an ongoing joke between him him and uh um his best pal Jacob yeah Jacob <laughs> <laughs> about uh another character in the uh film and yeah it's it's a pretty good one <laughs> and uh yeah it's a pretty good one mm-hmm. quote that one um yeah I agree it was a pretty good one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there. I really like the movie. Actually, I'm. I plan to go see it again because the while the it, while it was disjointed, I feel like people that are fans of the series, as because I'm in a couple of, uh, I'm actually in a couple of Facebook uh, Harry Potter groups, and there are people in there. Like one of the people, they're both podcast groups, and one of the people from the podcast, like one of the hosts of the podcast, says she's already seen it four times. So I mean, people are going to be seeing this movie multiple times and i feel like if you go see it a few times things will start to link up a little better mm-hmm. which is why like i was telling you before we you know when we were waiting for the movie to start i wish i had gone to see it um yesterday so that i could actually just get my pleasure viewing out of the way so that i you know wasn't trying to analyze the movie and enjoy it at the same time yeah. like we like we were today so i want to actually go and just watch the movie um the effects were really great in this movie as well. Yes, they, they were. were. So beautiful. I they don't were understand really why the critics were like, "Oh my gosh, these effects were not that great." I'm like, I don't bro, understand it. They're so the I've magic. It was so colorful. That have had some really questionable effects in them, and I'm like, how do you say this movie has trash effects? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't understand. The movie looked great. The effects looked awesome. It was colorful. The magic looked cool um <laughs> what was the the cat beasts called i don't even remember i don't even <laughs> remember that scene was so strange to me with i the loved creepy, it it was yeah. so cute to me because it was like it it reminded me of like an actual animal it was so reminiscent of how actual animals uh react 
Oh, and the big lion movement. thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that reminded me so much of a real animal and the fact that they took cues from real animals to get like that reaction i was yeah. just like this is so this is perfect right here <laughs> yeah i agree that was yeah I agree. I agree i thought you were talking about the um the, the black cat things oh, that were no, in the no, ministry no. i was like no those things are weird <laughs> um on a, a more po- on another positive note um maybe a kind of a little bit of spoiler but not really because they show it in the trailer the whole the idea that um dumbledore is doing the whole Boggart thing, teaching the kids in de- teaching defense against the dark arts. And he's doing the Boggart thing, having kids line up and use the ridiculous spell against the Boggart is so interesting because Remus Lupin does the same exact thing when he's teaching defense against the dark arts. Yeah. Many years later, I thought that was so cool. That just goes to show like, <laughs> that just goes to show the in, one the influence that Dumbledore has, and two, I mean, one how, how did Remus even know about that? But mm-hmm. two, the fact that just just showing how good of a teacher Lupin was, yeah, is so sad that he couldn't continue on as the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher because yeah. he was honestly the best teacher that they had. Yeah, man. But you know, whatever. I guess. <laughs> werewolf and crap and kids and parents being scared oh, of werewolves. that was another thing though i was like jude law as the character what did you think about him i think he did a good i think he did a good dumbledore honestly uh i looking at his face i feel like he could uh he could age up age up to the dumbledore that we see in the harry harry potter movies oh no, man i just look at his face as like the character and i just think he looks a little bit too much like obi-wan kenobi man what Nah, I don't. I mean, with you saying that, I can kind of see it a little bit, but nah. Like I was, I was in there. Like I was in the, I was in the world of Harry Potter. And like, man, you heard me when they when they came over the hill and you saw Hogwarts. Uh, if it weren't for the atmosphere, I really liked that, the 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 scene where they were they that the uh, the new uh, updated technology version of like all the uh, whenever they were in the dining hall and they had all the lights updated technology this movie takes place before harry potter no i'm talking about like the the new visual effects oh the way oh okay yeah i get yeah 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 yeah. you know you know what i'm trying to say like the edit like the our technology not like within harry potter oh okay yeah i got you it makes it look sharper it looks it looks nicer yeah it looks nice and clean yeah stuff within hogwarts everything like it they did still keep the integrity of hogwarts though yeah it was very much hogwarts like when like like i was saying like when they came over when the camera came over that hill and you just saw hogwarts in the distance i was like oh yes (laughs) yes there it is if it weren't for the atmosphere in the theater we were in man because not a single person reacted like nobody clapped cheered i mean even in the funny moments like like it was (laughs) just just dead like the late oh my god the lady in the row with those stupid kids in front of us sitting there texting on her phone like dude talking to them like at normal volumes and stuff throughout the movie i'm just like come on man See, i didn't hear that for me it was like the lady that was in front of me that had the hat on and no. i was just like oh wait hold on i'm trying to see the screen yeah, she was all on her phone and texting and talking to them and stuff i was like come on man jeez if you're gonna ugh ruining my viewing experience come on anyway yeah it was oh, it was so dead in there it was so so sad i wish i could have been in there at like a at the midnight showing with all the other potter heads because <laughs> they would have i know people reacted there's we're not gonna mention you know who yeah yeah i'm gonna leave that it leave that alone because that one yes that was that was quite exciting um what else do i have what else do you have in your notes here i have um my notes are pretty much finished. Okay. <laughs> um, for this movie to be called The Crimes of Grindelwald, there wasn't very much Grindelwald at all. Um, yeah. And I'll say that the ending of the movie is going to take a little bit for me to process. Because um, they just kind of drop that on you and you're just like, huh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. It didn't... Uh, yeah, it was interesting. I'm gonna have to, 
me thinking about that one for a little bit. Um, but upon my next viewing, maybe that'll make a little more sense. I don't know. But uh, again, do you, you you have anything else you wanted to say? Negative, positive, anything else in your notes? You looked like you were writing a lot more than I was. The movie. <laughs> yeah, I think I just had longer statements. That's all. Oh yeah, because like I said, mine were quick stuff. Quick stuff like yeah, Jacob is great. Newt's office is amazing. You know, stuff like that. Jacob and Queenie are great together. You know, stuff like that. Did you want to touch on um, Zoe Kravitz a little bit? Um. You mean Lita Lestrange? Zoe Kravitz as Lita Lestrange. Uh, what what is there to say without spoiling? <laughs> um, it's a it's a, I guess it's oh I can't even say that because that's spoiling it. I can't even say what I was gonna say. Uh, uh. Do you think she like fit within the role? How was her acting? Um. Honestly, that whole Johnny Depp thing, it was just like, okay, this is Zoe Kravitz in a movie. Really? Yeah. I feel like she fit more than Johnny Depp. Like, Johnny Depp stuck, stuck out like a sore thumb to me, especially since he was, like, the main villain. I was like, man, like, again, this is just my personal qualm. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I've just watched so much Johnny Depp. And I just, to me, he's basically just, like, the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that. that was like his best role to me, and that's I'm like he will always be Captain Jack Sparrow to me. So I'm just like, why is why is he in this movie? Yeah, that's not where I went with it. I was thinking about all the uh, alcohol abuse and physical and that stuff too, with Amber man. Heard and it's just like that, a lot of outside <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's it it's unfortunate that that kind of stuff you know bleeds into movies and stuff like that. Him as it. Person, as a person and character and yeah but to answer your question again yeah she just i wanted i wanted to be fully immersed in that in that respect but she was just zoe kravitz to me like yeah. and her putting on an accent also was just like i didn't <laughs> could have yeah she had an accent <laughs> <laughs> okay i guess yeah, she was just she was just Zoe Kravitz to me, honestly. Yeah, I feel like every role that she acts in is just like, oh, okay, this is just an extension of Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, um, I'm ha- I'm gonna I'm going to have to go back and watch Fantastic Beasts, the, the first one again, because yeah. I don't remember exactly how Queenie's personality was in that one. I don't remember if she was, she seemed a little airhead-ish in this one to me. I don't know if she was like that. I don't remember if she was like that in the first one. Um, a little bit. It seemed like they she yeah. kind of dialed it up in this one, though. I don't yeah. know. I had to go back and see, watch it because at the time that I watched, sure. at the time that that one came out, like I, I wasn't like into Harry Potter like ago. I am now, so... Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I hadn't watched any of the movies when that came out. I was just like, this movie looks cool. I want to go see this. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the Harry Potter stuff. So, I mean. The, yeah, the, you did. But it's still, you still had that disconnect from it. Like, you were, like, thinking back on it now, it's like, I don't really have any idea what that movie was about thinking back on it now. So, I have to watch it again now remember. with my harry potter knowledge and other lore and stuff like that because i feel like it will add to it that's the same thing as watching because you know i kind of watched some of the movies and stuff before i had read the books long long time ago but it's like i don't like they were just like okay these movies aren't really that great when i was watching them before having had any other knowledge of it before but then but now going back and watching like oh okay i see that makes that makes more sense i understand you know it's i don't know it's whatever but It's uh, I actually have started going back and watching the movies again. And it's it's a, it's a different experience not watching them right after reading the book because you don't have the book fresh in your head. So it's yeah. not you're not comparing it. So you you're able to enjoy the movie. More. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember you like ripping certain movies to shreds. And I was like, I mean, I like certain elements yeah. of that movie. Yeah. You're just like, you to. have this and this. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have 
to finish watching the movies before I catch up with the books before I, you know, with my reread and everything. But yeah. Uh, if you, if you don't have anything else, we can go ahead and wrap this thing up. Yeah. Did you want to jump into the reviews? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have them pulled up. Uh, from what, from what, what I was looking at, um, the critics for Fantastic Beasts, a lot of them were saying stuff like, um, oddly, a lot of them were ripping on the visuals and I have to feel, I have to feel, I feel like, um, a lot of these people may not be Harry Potter fans because a lot of the stuff they're saying, it just doesn't feel like it. I don't know. Um, let's see. Um, nothing seems to matter. And yet everyone tells us how much is at stake. Uh, another one says this jury snooze fest puckers up to give the once beloved franchise, the dementia's kiss. That's very harsh. That's good. Goodness gracious, man. Find a heart somewhere. I kind of, with the first review, like, I, I, I feel like I'm probably more invested than them, but I can kind of see how they would feel that way. Uh, nothing okay. seems to matter, but like everything is, everything seems to be at stake, but nothing really matters or something like that. Like I can kind of see how they would feel that way, especially if they don't like, they, they're not invested in Harry Potter or anything like that. Yeah. I, I will say that the climax of this movie, I feel like came out of nowhere. And then I didn't understand it while it was happening. Yeah. Like the, yeah, the whole <laughs> I'll just say the whole fire thing at the end there. Yeah. I didn't understand anything that was going on with that. I don't know why it started doing that. <laughs> like, it was just like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. This just is very cinematic. That's happened. I, this is very cinematic. It's beautiful, but yes. I don't know what's happening. I don't happening. know what's going on, why it's happening. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll say that much. Like, it, they just wanted to have a big finale. I felt I felt like that, but I mean, I still I still enjoyed oh, it. We can't like really I didn't really understand what was going have, on, like, but I still cool, enjoyed it. Like climax part, so let's just go ahead and yeah. Let's put this on there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, another review: This movie is the cinematic equivalent to reading Rowling's tiresome retcon tweets. Okay, we're gonna skip that. Um, the new Harry Potter prequel feels more like a history lesson in our favorite magical scoundrels than anything new or entertaining and still manages to have little plot or even the secretive mysteries that normally that normally characterize these films. <sighs> Razzle Dazzle doesn't save this problematic foray into the pre-Potter world of witchcraft and wizardry. I feel like these people are being overly harsh. Like, I feel like they just didn't... like. I feel like they wanted they went into this movie wanting to rip it. That's what it feels like. Like just, I understand like as as you've already if you listen to this whole thing thus far, you've already seen that there there are problems with the movie, yes. But this is still an enjoyable movie. I mean, I don't think critics like the first movie that much either cuz I remember them saying I, I remember people saying that Newt Scamander as a character was basically a snooze fest. Or something like that. Something along the lines of that. Like a lot of people didn't really like Newt Scamander as a character. And they thought like following his story was pretty boring. Let's see. Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Nope. This is sitting at a solid certified fresh 74%. So I don't know what the disconnect is. I mean, I guess the the first one was a more contained story. Like it, it... like I said, I don't remember it very well, but I feel like it was a more contained story. They weren't trying to throw out all of these things. and There wasn't like a bunch of characters just randomly thrown in there. Yeah, they did add a lot of a lot of people in this one. Like that, that, one, that one black guy? Yeah. I had no yeah. idea who he was the entire movie. I was like, what? <laughs> they, and they literally didn't tell you who he was until like the end of the movie. Yeah. And it then even like, when oh, they explained okay. it, it was just like, I still don't know who you are, dude. Like yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know did she write the first she wrote the first yeah she wrote the first one too i don't know what happened i don't know i don't know man it's it's yeah i don't know we'll see what happens i mean i'm sure this movie is gonna bring in oh wait it's sunday the box office let's see what they did for the box office fantastic beasts weekend estimates sunday estimates um 
weekend chart. I mean, it's number one weekend gross, sixty-two million. Uh, what does that compare to the last Fantastic Beasts? Man, I'm not gonna do all of that. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit there and do all of that. (laughs) Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, sixty-two million, two hundred thousand weekend gross. Um. Four thousand one hundred sixty three theaters on a um two hundred million budget. Yeah, that's not that much. It's it's not bad though. Yeah, compared to all the other Harry Potters though. I don't know about all the other Harry Potters. I'm pretty sure they made more on their opening weekends. Mm-hmm. I I feel like this the critics rating this movie is so low actually did you know actually did bring down the people that went to see oh no battle of the fantastic beasts three-day total oh well yeah fantastic beasts crimes of grindelwald is 62 62 million and three-day total for fantastic beasts and where to find them was 74 million so the first one did bring in more on the the weekend box office Mm -hmm. i thought so uh fresh. Yeah. They also spent less on the first one. Those a hundred they spent hundred and eighty million on it and they spent two hundred million on this one. Fantastic Beast and where to find them. Total gross two hundred and thirty four million. Opening weekend seventy four million. They opened in a few more theaters for this movie as well. Yeah, that's not good. Why they probably should have uh Hmm. But I guess they were probably expecting more since they upped the budget for it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 28%, 800 million worldwide. Four or 500. Yeah. So I guess the first one did a little bit more. The first one did a little bit more. I wish they did a um comparison with the other Harry Potter movies. Maybe I can. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Mm. Let's see. Lifetime gross. For oh good lord. The Deathly Hallows Part One did 125 million opening. Part two yep. did 169 million opening. Half Blood Prince did seventy seven million. Uh Order of the Phoenix did seventy seven million. Goblet of Fire did hundred and two million. Prisoner of Azkaban did ninety three million. Chamber of Secrets did eighty eight million and Sorcerer's Stone slash Philosopher's Stone did ninety million. Yeah, I feel like a movie that I mean compared to the last one, I I wouldn't expect it to be this high, but I feel like a a movie within the Wizarding World should at least make ninety million. It should like it should draw people in that much to where it just makes ninety mil at least off the bat. But only well, I guess the only two that didn't get close to ninety million were Order of the Phoenix and Half Blood Prince. The rest of them hit seventy and will hit you know eighty eight, ninety, ninety three, one hundred two, one twenty five, one sixty nine. So yeah, and then of course, um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them only hit. What was it? Seventy four. I mean, people weren't really interested in a prequel. Most people were just interested in a continuation of the story of Harry Potter. And I mean, but the Potterheads out there want to know the story between where, how, you know, want to know some more about Dumbledore and how he got to where he got to and, you know, how he ended up with the Elder Wand and all of this stuff, which, which is, you know, we also want to know, you know, the the Tom Riddle at Hogwarts stuff, but I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to get there. Anyway, we're running quite long here, and I'm tired, and I still have to take you home, so. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's <laughs> goodness. I... <laughs> So, last last thing here. Do you feel that this movie is deserving of the 40%? Or do you feel... Do you feel... Answer the question, is it rotten? Well, 
to be rotten, it has uh, to be fresh. It at least has to be 60%. And I feel like... I feel like it's at least deserving of a 60%, man. So I, I don't feel like it's rotten. I I don't either. I don't either. I don't think it's rotten. I I say to anybody that's a, a fan of the Harry Potter series, you are going to like this movie, guaranteed. Um like a real fan, not these these posers out here, these critics out here giving this movie, ripping this movie for being Harry Potter and whatever. I don't know. Um <laughs> I I don't think it's rotten. No. If you love Harry Potter, you're going to go out and see it. Don't listen to the critic scores. Don't listen to the critics. This is I I really enjoyed the movie. But that's 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 going to do it for this this episode this this quite long episode i figured this episode was going to be longer because of the harry potter discussion and and whatnot um if you want to want to follow 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 me on twitter um it's uh oh i changed i changed the twitter handle it's is it rotten cast on twitter um tweet at me message me if you have any movies that you that are that are rotten on Rotten Tomatoes that you feel are not, well, watch them, do a review, do a review on it, whatever, um, and you know, do an episode on it, not do a review on it, but do an episode on it, and uh, what else? Um, I don't know what what I'm doing next. I might be doing, dang, what's coming out next week? I don't even know. I'm not prepared for next week. <laughs> I'm so tired right now. Um, I, I think I might be doing Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I don't know. I have to see what's what's coming out in the theaters next week, but that, for for the time being, it's Jurassic World next next week. Um, other than that, leave a five star five star review. We're on uh, Apple Podcast, on uh, Google Play Music Podcast, whatever they do over there. I'm I'm there, so feel free drop a leave a review five stars four stars whatever helps me grow the podcast so i can become world famous and all of that jazz um should i say my handle as well for what oh okay do you have one (laughs) not a twitter handle (laughs) oh what what do you have instagram (laughs) do you use instagram yeah if you want oh if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Elisa, E-L-I-S-A-G-R-I-C-E, Elisa Grice or Elisa Dawn. That's it? That's it. It's my Instagram. That's the place I'm the most active. All right. So there's that. Um, I'm, I'm only on the, I'm only on the Twitters. I mean, I have Facebook, but I don't use it like that. I just have it for the, the Harry Potter groups that I'm in. Um, so is it Rotten Cast on Twitter? And then my sister's stuff, if you want to follow her there. And that'll do it for this week. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And may the force be with you.